My anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. You can do side bends or sit-ups, but please don't lose that butt. Some brothers want to play that hard role and tell you that the butt ain't gold, so they toss it and leave it, and I pull up quick hey, to retreat. I'm Lee. And I'm Chrissy. And this is the, the Thick Twice Podcast. Yes. So how are you today? I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing good, even though it's raining today, but... It's you been know, like pouring down, like yes. But I still woke up early. Like I wanted to like sleep in, mm-hmm. and I was still up bright and early. Like no. Oh my god! Cause rain is like the perfect like backdrop for good sleep. And I also woke up at like eight o'clock. Me Why? too. Why? <laughs> Why? I don't Why know. Am I up? <laughs> um, what's you been doing? What's up? Um, today. Nothing. Uh, my job gave us today off cool. for Juneteenth. Same. Yes. Shout out uh, to them recognizing. Um, but other than that, I just got some food and that's it. What about you? Um, I haven't done much today. Just doing some work around the house. You know, cleaning up. I had today off too, so I was planning on doing like my first picnic of the season and I woke up to rain so that kind of killed my mood oh, <laughs> a little man. bit. I was definitely going to get my nails redone and then go do a little picnic, a little self picnic but I'll see if the weather clears up this weekend. Yeah, that sounds cute. Yeah. Yeah, you always be looking so cute at your little picnics. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to find low key places because like you know, when you see somebody outside alone, in the grass, on the chilling, you think not to talk to them. Yeah. Like, oh, they, they doing their thing. Yeah. Eating their lunch. Doing yeah. blah, blah, No. People always talk to me. About what? <laughs> they be like, I see you over there sitting down. I see you doing your thing, but... Blah, 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 blah. You look like a really nice girl. Blah, blah, blah. So, like, last time I did it, it was, like, a 45-minute conversation with this man who was watching me from his car, got out the car, and came and spoke with me. Then asked me for my number. Said, no, I'm not dating right now. This was, like, last year. Um, But I wasn't. He was with another girl. I be staying away from People be trying to make me date third. So, I was getting third vibes. He was like, no, that's just my best friend. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but I was like, nah, I'm okay. People be trying to unicorn you? Oh, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I've never been a unicorn. I've never been unicorn ex. Are you serious? Never. That's a partial <laughs> reason why I deleted some of my dating apps. Because, like, it was either ugly ass couples trying to get me to be their third. Like, keep that in your relationship. Y'all not even that cute. And then, <laughs> and then they match you with my cousin. Cousin. Not your but, cousin. <laughs> my cousin, yeah, my first cousin. Oh my goodness. So yeah, but yeah, I get approached to be a third quite a few times, like at least five to six times. Oh wow, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well then. So yeah, so <laughs> so when I do these solo picnics, like I don't know, I guess I seem approachable. Um, this one time another family came up to me and talked to me and like asked me questions and I was like, Y'all dog <laughs> Y'all don't like, see me like with can my I earphones just, in. Like can I just be can like I be? just by myself? 
So I've been trying to find low key places this year. But yeah. you know what I what I noticed? I I get that a lot when I'm like in stores, like waiting in line. People just start random conversations with me. I never say anything first, <laughs> but I feel like I feel like people can sense a good energy. Yeah. So they say something to you because your energy is welcoming. It happens to me all the yeah, time. Yeah. I don't like that either. It don't happen at picnic, but it happens at stores. And I, at stores, like, it was this one time. I was like, this is the craziest request anybody has randomly asked me. I was getting out of my car, about to walk into Meyer. This was though when we was in East Lansing. About to go into Meyer, and this, like, old man kind of pulled up on me. He was like, can you get me one of the scooter things from inside the store and bring it back out here? Oh, like the scooter that you drive yeah. around the store. <laughs> and I was like, okay. It's <laughs> got the scooter for him and bring it back out so he could get to scooter in the store. That's so nice. But I was like, God, is this a test? Do I need to test me every day? God is like, you are my nice child. Pulled up yes. to a grocery store. Pulled up, getting out my car. This one man pull up behind me. Do you have twenty dollars? Because I gotta get to my wife, and I don't got no gas money. But people be playing that game crazy because another man did that. Tried to do that to me at the gas really? station. Really? Yeah, people be like, uh, yeah, I ran out of gas. Okay, so you knew that you ain't had no gas, yet you decided to go out into the world and then go ask the stranger for some gas money. Like what? Like. He no. pulled up in a better car than me. We wasn't even at no gas station. She was at the grocery store. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what? He was like, let's just test out how nice she is today. <laughs> Girl, skip that it's man. Running it's thin. It's running thin. Okay. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, that's all I've been doing, girl. Okay, girl. So, I guess we could get into our Dick fluff Twice Fluff of, of the, the Week. week. Yes. So what do you have for our fluff of the week? What's thick in your news? Okay, thick in my news is that the Tupac estate has uh, decided to release a LGBT Pride Month um, collection Mm -hmm. uh, where it'll have three pieces of merch um, with the rainbow flag and it's supposed to be inspired by Tupac's song, Change, Changes. That song's like, I see no changes. That song. Which was about... um, like racial stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is my fluff because I don't know how to feel about this. Okay. So on one hand, I'm like, yes, celebrate Pride Month. Get that merch out there. Mm-hmm. Spread the word that, you know, we are still fighting for complete equality and just celebrating people, right? Yeah. But also, on the other hand, it's like, it, Tupac wasn't outwardly an ally or of the LGBT community. Um, so it semi feels like a money grab. Like we're just going to release this merch during pride month because we want some money off of these pride month sales. Yeah, that's true. Like I feel like a lot of companies are doing that right now too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't like an open, like uh, an open ally or anything. Um, but I think I also seen comments like up under that post and it was like, oh, like he would have beat they ass and he rolling over in his grave for mm. this. And uh, Tupac would have never, ever even looked um, 
like looked or respected the LGBTQ person, I'm like, whoa, like all this homophobia, like yeah. you don't even know what he stood for or mm-hmm. what he didn't stood for. Like he, I think that was just, I don't know, a stereotype they're putting on a black man who had, was from the hood and this is what they know people like that associate. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I saying I definitely like, you know, on the fence of like, all these companies putting out something. So whether it's Juneteenth or whether it's Pride Month, That's like true. for the money. Um, but I did see it's going to like two or all the pro- proceeds are going to like two different organizations. Yes, I yeah. did see that too. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did see that they are doing putting the proceeds towards uh, some foundations. So mm-hmm. that's good. So I, you know, I would take this as a win. I'll yeah. take it as a win because at least they're donating it towards, you know, a cause. Not trying to keep all the money, but also, yeah. listen, people just be trying to monetize off of anything and like, seem cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Definitely. that was that was a good point though. They are donating the money, so I'll take that. Um, and so I'm changing. I'm gonna change my thick of the week. Okay, actually, because I've found this article, um, and that just reminded me. Um, have you heard of? You, I know you probably heard of, but the Ruth Ellis Center. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I do some work with the Ruth Ellis Center, but I didn't know much about their past. Mm-hmm. And so this may not be like news, current news, or something I just learned. So I thought it would be really cool to like share the Ruth Ellis story. Like, yes. Just a quick little blurb about their life. It was really cool. They did, they were like the first for some things here in Detroit. And I was like, this is really amazing. Uh, okay, so Ruth Ellis, this is um, a Facebook post by Eric Folkmeyer. Um, but Ruth Ellis was the daughter of former slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, she came out as a lesbian when she was 16 years old um, to the complete acceptance um, of her family. Uh, so in 1937, Ruth Ellis and her long-term partner moved to Detroit from their hometown of Springfield, Illinois, and for the promising, like, promising of higher wages. It was probably, you know, black flight. Um, After that, there, she became the first woman in Michigan to run her own printing business. Mm. Yeah. Uh, To run her own printing business where she printed flyers, posters, and stationery in in the front room of her home, which also quickly became a hot spot for the black LGBTQ social life. Mm. Um, so after that, before long, Ruth was helping the um, those that came out, that came around in any way she could, including by paying their college tuition. After the Stonewall Uprising, 70-year-old Ruth began giving speeches in support of gay and lesbian rights all over all across the country she remained an activist for the rest of her long life and she even spent her 100th birthday reading leading the san francisco dyke march at the time of her death at 101 wow she was the subject of the documentary living with pride ruth c ellis at 100 and the namesakes of the ruth ellis center a shelter for homeless and at risk LGBT youth in Detroit. So I thought that was amazing. I'm like, yes. Yeah. I never knew that. Me Shout either. out to Ruth Ellis. Shout out to Ruth C. Ellis. How about never even knew Ruth Ellis was a woman? 
I don't know why I assumed. I thought it was a man. It was a man. I don't know why I assumed it was a man. I did too. That's crazy. But when I seen the picture, I was like, what? I have never seen yes. like the actual photo so, of them. That's so, a beautiful picture. So cute. Yes. They lived to 101. Girl, like, that's, a, that's a long life. That's a long life. Yes. That is crazy, but that's awesome though. And yeah. shout out to Pride Month. You yes, know? Pride Month. So I thought that would be, you know, some Detroit history. First black woman with a printing company, like yes, that's amazing. Um, she was paying people college tuition, girl. Girl, <laughs> girl was our Oprah. Okay, come on, Ruth. She said, "I'm low key Oprah." Yes, I love it though. Yeah. So shout out to Pride Month. Just wanted to show some LGBTQ history, especially in Detroit and. Just learning about some orgs that yes. yeah, are around the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I used to do outreach, we used to outreach to the Ruth Ellis Center. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Now I know they have the Kofi House, and that is the like the house for female identified and like lesbians there. So mm. it's a special house for them now. So they're still doing a lot of big work. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, now. Make sure y'all check out the Ruth Ellis Center yes. and look, look up her story. Yeah. Um. All right, girls. So our topic for today, y'all, hold your horses. Get ready for it. <laughs> it's about fetishes. fetishes. So, you know, fat fetish versus an admirer or somebody who has a preference. Yeah. You know, what's the difference? We what's... go We go dive into it. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think a lot of plus size women kind of have like that that hesitancy in the back of their mind or that question even in the back of their mind like does this person like me for me yes or do they have a fetish for my body and mm-hmm. not who i am so um i know we want to dig in though to like what is a fetish so like what's the difference between like okay i like that mm-hmm. versus i love that i love that i love that <laughs> Look at them chunky legs. Look at that. Look at that roll. Look, look at them. Look at that stomach. Look at that jiggle and Jig- wiggle. Juicy stomach. Juicy, juicy, big juicy. Juicy girl. goddess. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we look at y'all. Like That's how it feels. <laughs> yeah. Jiggle, jiggle it, jiggle it. My sexy, beautiful, big queen goddess, come over here and sit on my face. Those ain't stretch marks. Those caramel stripes. Oh, scream. <laughs> I heard that one. Are you serious? I heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so first we go say, what is a fetish? Mm-hmm. So a fetish is a form of sexual desire in which gratification is linked to an abnormal degree to a particular object, item of clothing, or part of the body, etc. Okay, so, okay, pulled out from that, like, sexual... You receive gratification mm-hmm. from an object, from a thing, mm-hmm. from a something. Yes. That's not, this necessarily doesn't have to be sexual. Yes. Okay. Okay. So before, before we started filming, Natalie and I, <laughs> we decided to uh, do our research on yeah. some fetishes outside of, uh, you know, just a fat fetish. Um, and... You know, we just want to quickly share some of these fetishes because what I noticed is if it's on the site as a fetish, that means that somebody 
in history has had to have this fetish. Somebody doing that. Yes, because Ugh. it's no way you just about to be like, ooh, ooh, it's a fetish for looking at looking at family photos, but nobody has ever said they had a fetish of looking at family photos. Mm-hmm. So it has to be people out here who actually have these fetishes. Yeah, and has admitted it and said it. But we not yucking we nobody's We not yucking yum. yums, okay? We not yucking your yum. If this is what you get down with, this is how you do. Get off, do you. But also um, understand... Ex- it could be interesting to us. Uh, it to could some be people. interesting yes. to us. Yes. Nah, all right. Yes. So, so we found um, two fetishes each that we haven't heard of, mm-hmm. and we're gonna both like talk about it to each other for the first time. Um, and I hope you find mine interesting. I hope you find mine <laughs> interesting too, because I think they're quite interesting. So you want to go? No, nope, okay. You go, first. go first. You want to do like one and one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Life. Okay. So the first one that I saw that I thought was interesting was plushophilia. So plushophilia is a person who finds stuffed, fluffy, cuddly toys sexually attractive. So you know, like little little brown bear, little ooh, I want to cuddle with you at night, like. Yeah. He humping that bear. They humping it. Yeah. They, 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 it's like, ooh, Mr. Brown Bear is giving it to me right now. He's serving. Yes. He got the dad bod. Dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we better use our fat terms. Um, okay. Yeah. Does that go into like plush? Like, okay, so like, they like plushed up. Do they like a human in plush or they just like the plush? Like, I don't want no human. It's like an inanimate object. Like okay. a plushy toy. Like a unicorn or something. Yes. And honestly, I could kind of see it, right? Because think about it. If somebody, like with the fat fetish, mm-hmm. they just like squishy. Squishy. Yeah. So with the plushy, it's similar. It's like squishy. It's, ooh, soft. Yeah. So I kind of get it. I kind of, I mean, it's, I definitely thought it was related to. It sounds related, right? It does sound related to like. I could see how somebody who has this one could also also, have, yeah, have both. Have a fat fetish as well. I could see that. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, so my first one, that, that was interesting. Hmm. (laughs) My first one is called catheterization what's that so catheterization is the process of inserting a flexible tube into the catheter into the body usually the bladder used (laughs) via the urethra Um, catheterization is a sexual context as opposed to it's more common in medical use as catheter play Catheter play is mostly common in a medical play involving patients, doctors, nurses. What? Um, it's essentially the catheter becomes a part of sexual play. It's also used for bladder control. So once the catheter is inserted, the submissive can no longer hold their own urine function. The bladder will simply drain while the catheter is left open. The catheter is clamped and the submissive is unable to urinate even if they want to. So, <laughs> just imagine having to pee and you can't because this nigga won't take the shit out. Like, what? <laughs> and I, um, I chose that one because I've seen this TikTok. It was like a medical TikTok and this woman was like, oh, she had this like patient was like, oh, I got herpes, like I need a need medication or whatever. And she like, I didn't, like I just did a full, 
ex- like examination of their body. Like I didn't see any outbreaks, any flare ups. So then they like took their catheter out, and that's where like the herpes outbreak and flare up was because they were having sex in the hole with it in there. Yeah. Interesting. Or they took it out and had sex in that hole. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Got you. You know, <laughs> it would have to be a medical professional because ain't no way I'm about to even try this with somebody who was not one. I mean, they probably not. They probably just, you know, for like dress up like a doctor. Like, ooh, I'm a doctor coming in to change your catheter. <laughs> coming to change your catheter. Change it. Coming to change it. Yes. <laughs> but should, I just, I've never had a catheter, um, but they don't look comfortable. They don't. Yeah, and I can imagine like a little pee pee hole, like something trying to go, something trying to go up in there. Like, that's why I said they got to be a professional because <gasps> I can't have no person off the streets with no professional training just inserting no catheter. Mm mm. I would I wouldn't hundred percent say I wouldn't I wouldn't I mean it literally says health experts strongly advise against people without medical training to perform do, to yeah. perform this. Yeah. So yes. Interesting indeed. <laughs> um so the next one I have is fornophilia. So it is a form of bondage okay. and sexual objectification. In which a body, a person's body is incorporated into a chair, table, cabinet, or other piece of furniture. Oh, I've seen. Uh, uh, I haven't seen it. Well, I've seen examples. I've seen examples. I've yeah. seen examples of it, like of like models and they like are like posing as a table or like posing as a chair, nude. Yes. Or like I've seen examples in like an artistic form. I've seen it. them only in artistic or yeah. uh, food. Uh, yeah, type yeah, of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Like as a table, and they like put the sushi all over yes yes that's all i've seen it as um but like you coming into the cribbo and your man's like yeah about to wrap you up like you a couch like and i'm about to sit on you too sit on you (laughs) yeah i'm moving this couch today like okay boo (laughs) i wonder what a person who would who's interested in that would get out of it though like Maybe satisfying their partner by doing, I don't know, that submissive, you know, like the that, whole. Yeah, it could, it could be something that's a submission. Yeah. yeah like. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see that. That's interesting. Yeah. Like how long you, okay, I just seen another, t- I'll be on TikTok. Um, I do too. Seen another TikTok and this boy like, <laughs> it was like some handcuffs. Oh, excuse me. It was like some handcuffs, and it was like my girlfriend gave me these handcuffs and told me to do whatever I want. And so he like handcuffed her to like this chair, and then he <laughs> he started playing the he fucking game. He started playing a game. <laughs> yes, I seen that shit, uh, <laughs> and I can see that happening to me. <laughs> and then she like, what? Take take this off. I'm not playing. Like this is not what you. Yes. Be. He put some tape over her mouth. Like yeah, I'm about to be on this all night. Like that, I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh my goodness, yes, I was cracking the wrong up. Way. Yes. Okay, so my next one is kind of related to the first one, but in a different way. I didn't know if it was like an exact name for it, but I've always heard of people having earplay. I've heard of earplay. I've heard of earplay. 
Um, I heard of it in situations where people were getting STDs in their ears. You can get an ear STD? You can get an ear if you, we just, you can get a catheter STD too. So, so at least like an ear infection, um, or if you had like any type of cuts or anything, you could get something from there. Um, but if it's a skin to skin, um, STI or STD, then yeah, definitely you could probably have an outbreak of herpes on your ear. In your ear. In your ear. So it is called partialism. So partialism is actually, let me find the definition. So an ear fetish, on the other hand, is called partialism. It's sexual interest in one part of the body. Often parts not found in the pants. So partialism can be feet as well. Okay. Um, I like of, the specific thing. Yeah, okay. like the specific thing. So it can be anything that's like not a reproductive organ. So okay. some people have like ear fetishes. I seen one about eyes. Oh. Legs. I seen the one we scrolling. I, okay, so some people do got like... Leg fetishes? It's mostly people from down south. It's so weird. I feel like... <laughs> so when people see my legs sometimes, they be like, oh my God, you got some big old pretty legs. Yes. Like, they just be like really obsessed with like how big my thighs and like calves are. Mm-hmm. And like... I be like, what? I ain't never like paid attention to yeah. that. I didn't know people like big legs. Yeah. So uh, We went over fetishes, but like what comes to mind... When, oh, like, let's get into, like, fat fetishes. So, what comes into mind when you think of, like, chubby chaser? I think that's, like, a term we all, like, just used to and, like, probably heard even as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what comes to mind when you think of that? When I hear the word chubby chaser, yeah, yeah somebody that's uh, simply only interested in dating fat plus-size women, um, sometimes... Uh, similar to the voices that we had earlier, <laughs> sometimes a little, you know, a little too out there with yeah. the with the likings and the compliments or what you view as compliments. Um, yeah. but yeah, sometimes just a little more intense yeah, liking. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's like like you said, like when we talked about it earlier, just uh, bringing up the subject, like we changed our voices and it's like. Sometimes they give all creep vibes because they're so intense on yeah. the thing they may like, like like about you or their fetish about fat women. So it's like that's all the conversation is, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, like I'm a human being. So I mean, it has been situations where they be like, you big, juicy, sexy, voluptuous, brown, come <laughs> sit on my face, like, and it's like, whoa, like, dude. This ain't, no, this ain't no chat room, bro. Like, <laughs> this ain't no chat room. What's your ASL? I got a connection to your profile. Like, I could post this and hold the fuck out of you. Like, yes. chill out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I think that's just, like, I don't always want to have, like, a negative connotation of, well, I probably will of that word, but, like, of people who choose to go after mostly plus-size women or plus-size people. Yes. Yeah, I think I think it is is levels to this shit. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay for you to be a quote chubby chaser, but not be so in people's face about it. Like you could you could just like plus size women, which mm-hmm. is i.e. a chubby chaser, but you don't have to be so 
overly like avert about it. Yeah, yeah, like you don't have to be like in my face about it. Like, oh, I like I like your juicy arms and your fupa and oh, look at those legs and all that juicy queen shit. Like, jiggle, I, jiggle, jiggle. Yeah, like, I don't need all of that shit. Like, just tell me, be like, oh, hello, how are you? Can I get to know you? You are so beautiful. Can you be fucking regular? Just be regular. Just be regular. Like, be regular. that's, we want regular conversation. Like, we, we don't need all of that extra shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that goes into, like, so what is a fat fetish? A fat fetish. So, we actually have the definition here. So, yeah. uh, a fat fetish is a sexual fetish in which sexual pleasure is derived from oneself or one's partner being overweight or obese. Feederism, stuffing, and gaining are three main subtypes of fat fetishism. Okay, feederism, stuffing, gaining. Okay, yes. feederism. Okay, so feederism, that I've, before I read the definition, it just sounds like, you know, you like getting fed. Yes. But it is a sexual fetish like centered on the practice of eating large amount of food. So in the videos I watch of this, like these are the feedies, these who like to get fed. Um, the feeder provides the gainer with an abundant supply of food, um, either to encourage weight gain or simply delight the fact of them eating. Um, the feeder is typically more dominant while the gainer is submissive, although this is not always the case. Um, so I definitely oh so. In that, I watched two different videos. I yes. know I sent you one of them, but I definitely didn't send you the other one I'm going to talk about. But in the one video I s- sent you, it was just, it was put out like, they like, oh, we do this as a business. So, mm-hmm. there are a couple who records videos of the feeder, um, yeah, the feeder giving his partner, which is a girl, um, just like a large amounts of food so mm-hmm. she would like eat like she would mix like chocolate milk and like whey protein and like use a funnel to like drink it all down you didn't see that part girl i didn't get to <laughs> the <laughs> you didn't get to the feet in part uh-uh. yeah he and that was like she would drink all of that in like three minutes and then like go and then like feed her a whole bunch of things like little debbie's brownies and like yeah, a whole that. box of pizza and like some ice cream he'd be like this just breakfast yeah this just breakfast yeah it's like he was warming her up like and then while he was doing it oh my god cringe cringe <laughs> cringe while he was feeding her he was like grabbing and massaging her stomach like tap 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 like while she's eating like pat pat like it was just so, like, I'm not trying to yuck his yum, but it was so cringy to me. I wouldn't feel comfortable with somebody grabbing my body like that, even if you are my partner, mm. while I'm eating, maybe because it's all the years of trauma from mm-hmm. being fat. Um, yeah. But some people feel comfortable with that, and, yeah, how did you feel about that video? First of all, <laughs> when you said that, it made me think about that TikTok. Now, what if I was suicidal? What if I was suicidal? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I I watched uh, clips of the video, and with the feeder stuff, I know people make money off of it. Um, you know, people actually, it's like websites where you mm-hmm. can, like, people will pay you to eat shit, or you could pay people to eat shit, and it's just interesting um, because. 
the dynamic of our relationship being centered around me eating and you feeding me. Mm-hmm. What if health problems arise? What if I don't want to be fed like this anymore? Does that mean the relationship now has to end? Now, in one of the one of the videos I seen, it was like, yeah, I wouldn't. The feeder, the feedee, so the person who gets fed the BBW or the SBBW, mm-hmm. um, they were like, yeah, I mean, I'm not really concerned about health issues because I know they're going to take care of me. Mm. So that may be a, I, I like an aspect, too. Like, if something does happen, if I do need extra type of care because of this weight gain um, and this goal I want to accomplish, um, that person would be there to take care of me because they're the one essentially not causing this because you cause your own actions but mm-hmm. supporting that decision yeah you know that that reminds me of a episode of my sister pound life that i had watched um where i believe that they had this type of relationship a feeder type of relationship um and the woman had decided you know like i'm tired of being immobile and i can't do shit that i want to do so you know she went to doctor now she started you know trying to lose the weight and then you would see throughout the show like it would be like petty arguments him arguing with her like just bickering at her and i knew it was because two things you probably have a fat fetish so if she's getting smaller you're losing you're your losing de- desire attraction exactly. and then also he was her caretaker so that's also now your money that's going to be at jeopardy because you can no longer take care of this person mm-hmm. so i don't know it's that just seems like a um an interesting type of relationship only because it could it could just be so you know i think it's nuanced for yeah. for sure cuz i've heard of like situations where like somebody's plus size in a relationship and the other person is skinny okay so doing research we found out if you are plus size and you did a skinny person or a person smaller than you it's called a mixed weight relationship yes i've never heard that until today <laughs> until to, literally yes. till this morning mixed weight relationship yes everything so. need a name I guess, girl, but in some of those, like, I hear, like, the person doesn't want the other person to lose weight because they'll feel like, you know, gaining confidence, I'm looking, maybe feeling cuter about myself, like, going off and doing more things, like, they kind of use that weight as, like, an anchor for them to, like, stay in a relationship, Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, those, like, relationships are really, like, interesting, because it's, like, at one point, do you care about this person's health yeah um like what comes first your fetish for my health yeah your fetish for my health yeah i feel that um so going into the next uh thing the stuffing Mm -hmm. so stuffing is very short term and involves filling the stomach with as much food or drink as possible making it distend or bloat um to huge proportions this can be a part of feederism where the feeder wants to see immediate belly bloating results and perhaps force feeds the subject. The act, the actual act of stuffing the belly can be quite sexually stimulating to the subject. When the stomach swells in size, it presses down on the sexual organs in some people and can produce an arousing stimulus. Huh. I never knew that. I never knew that. But then again, I hate feeling full. It just made me feel like, like, oh, I can't move. I wouldn't want to have sex if I feel overfull. Dude, if, if I, I'm like, dude, I gotta, <laughs> I 
got a fart. I got to do some functionals. Yeah, it's like to help me with this. Like, yeah, it's like I can't see. I can't see me uh, doing that per se. No. Um, but in like one of the videos, and we're definitely gonna like tag the videos so yeah, you can watch it if you want the to. Um, the girl like literally was like, oh. My she like measured her stomach and she was like, oh like I grew two and a half inches like just this go round so like so that, she really tracks it yeah like it's and that's when like going on later when we talk about like what makes it a fetish that's definitely one of it like they have goals for what they want to reach like one of her goals was like I want to get a seventy inch stomach by the end of the year like 70 inches she used to want her like circumference of her stomach to be 70 inches so like they have goals for themselves i think she said she it was really hard for her to get to 250 pounds like she was like i was eating so much like trying not to do any like extra physical activity that helped me lose weight and now i think she's at 300 Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah like my goal is to be 400 like it was really even hard to get to 300 like i have to really keep up my calories and like she's like it's she's like it's really hard to maintain the weight if you think it is um so yeah they have goals for themselves and i even think they partners or the feeder has goals for them as well i think so too yeah yeah now a 70 inch circumference though mm-hmm. that's a uh, that's crazy yeah yeah but um but you know i feel like to each his own you know mm-hmm. if you are interested in being a feeder or a feedy then you know definitely as long as you're taking care of yourself at the end of the day like look out for yourself and your health so that you can be around to eat some good food you know I sounds like such an oxymoron. It does. Like, <laughs> like, look, I'm all for eating good. I love eating good food, but I also know that, like, I am fat. I've never strived to, well, I'm not a little kid no more. I'm not striving to be super skinny or anything. I just want to keep my mobility. That's yes. one of the most important things in, like, a part of being a human to me is, like, yeah. My mobility, my, like, being able to get up, walk around, go drive a car, like, move, like, not to be able not to, like, bend over or anything, like, still tie my shoe, like, I need that type of mobility just because I'm a hyper-independent black woman who likes to do stuff for herself, so, um, anything that will put me in a position not to have my mobility is not something I'm going to try to do, so, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me in that situation, it's like, yeah, like if you're comfortable, whatever yeah. is important to you in your quality of life, because yeah. I think that really matters. Like some of them are comfortable not leaving the bed yeah. and only being able to walk to the bathroom. And then like some of the videos I watched, one woman was like, I don't hate myself. I love myself. But she was like, um, sometimes you, she was like, yeah, I am working on losing weight. And the partner, this was in the mixed weight relationship the partner was like yeah like that's fine if you want to lose weight it's fine if you don't want to lose weight like i've always been attracted to See, bigger girls people like that. yeah and that's yeah. what i think like where that fetish line comes in it's yes. like okay i prefer bigger women but in a sense like other people are like i have to have you big you got to keep getting bigger yes um 
they like coach him while they eating. Like, yeah, keep eating. Yeah, keep he eating. was so happy feeding her. It. He was like, mm, yes. you look so good. Yes. Oh, yes. Belly rub. Yeah, y'all gonna see it. <laughs> you like, watch it. Intense. Yes, so. it was intense. And yeah, like that girl, she of course had to be uh, comfortable with him feeding her and touching her, grabbing her stomach. But for some other plus size women, it might be like, whoa, mm-hmm. like you're doing too much. Yeah. Like, I remember my partner grabbing my stomach when we first got together. And I was like, whoa, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. You know? But you know, it's just about comfortability and preference. Um, so yeah. And the next, the last thing was gaining. So gaining is the practice of intentionally becoming fat or growing fatter. For some, gaining is an expression of fat fetishism. Others simply seek to grow fat because they consider it to be aesthetically pleasing and or sexually arousing. Mm. Aesthetically pleasing. I ain't never heard that in fat association. I have never <laughs> heard aesthetically pleasing in fat ter- like in the fat world. No. no. The only thing I've heard aesthetically pleasing is a girl that's curvy with no stomach. Exactly. Like, which is, what? Irrational. Why are we doing this? And one of the videos I did watch, though, he was just like, I felt like bigger women just look more feminine to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that goes into another conversation. But um, it's like bigger. Feminine. Yeah, bigger oh, women okay. seem more, more like feminine, like just more soft, like okay. in their mannerism. So, okay. I guess that's I could, I could kind of, kind of see. I it. guess not more, not more feminine, but shapely. They have have bigger feminine features. Yes. Okay, that's a good one. Because if I'm bigger, I might have bigger boobs. I might have bigger legs, bigger thighs. Yeah. yeah. So I get, I kind of get, kid, kind of get what he was trying to say. Yeah. All right. So what do you feel is the difference, or like the telltale sign of somebody who is like fetishizing you versus like genuinely interested in like getting to know you okay so i definitely think there's like levels to it yeah um and we kind of talked about some of just the levels um like briefly but i definitely think that one of the first ones is like them always want to like touch your parts that are bigger so whether that's like i want to grab your arm or mm-hmm. like touching your stomach or like really playing with your thighs or something like i think that's like level one like yeah like low watch level. out yes. watch out um and then another one that i seen was like um being sexually aroused by you gaining weight so like that other thing is like watching you eat or mm-hmm. always trying to feed you or like watch you eat um supplying you with the food i definitely think that's like another sign like is this person always touching you or like touching you in your bigger areas watching you eat and then they have like okay so like level three i think is like they have goals like yeah they have goals for you to get like if i feel like even if they express they have something like a goal for you to get bigger like you kind of deep in it then but so like i want you to get 300 pounds Mm -hmm. or I think you're beautiful I just think you can gain some more weight like you'd be fine um so like that aspect like kind of pushing it onto you because some of the videos I did watch it was like 
they kind of it seemed awkward. Like, yeah. Did you watch the black couple that I sent to you? Well, it was like a polyamorous yes, couple. Yes, that was the first one I watched. Yeah, yes. and so he was just like, "Yeah, you could do it. Eat, eat, eat this, eat this." He like damn near stuffing it in her mouth, like. Yeah. And she was like, "Yeah, I had to get used to it. Like, I didn't even know what feeding and stuffing was. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know it was a thing." So. That's why those some of the things that I like picked up or like doing my research for this. What are some things that you think about though? Those are some good some good ones for research. I was just looking for personal like personal stuff oh, that I noticed, but that was good. <laughs> um, so personally, um, I feel like I could tell when somebody is fetishizing me when that's the main thing that they talk about. They talk mm-hmm. about different body body parts of mine. So they talk about. Um, how juicy I am or they talk about my butt or they talk about me sitting on them or you know it just anything where it's about my body my weight not just about me as a person yeah like if a, if somebody approaches me and says hey you know like I noticed you over there just looking beautiful like can I get to know you versus oh damn look at that look at that fat ass and them big ass legs come sit on me come sit on my face and squash me like Mm -hmm. you could you could tell the difference between the two yeah yeah so and i don't know sometimes i feel like people like lead their way into it um and i don't know i feel like you will get an argument from people who like have a fetish but won't call it a fetish because yeah. they don't want to make it seem like a fetish but I feel like if you one of those BBW pages that only post like yeah. <laughs> dominatrix pictures of like it don't even have to be a BBW page it be just like niggas personal pages like dominatrix pictures of a big woman sitting on a guy with his face smothered mm-hmm. or um, it's always like cartoon like photos or something like that mm-hmm. and it's like they, I don't feel like they'll say it's a fetish, but it does, it is a fetish, like, mm-hmm. to a certain extent for me, like. Yes, I think, I think anybody who has BBW in their, in their social media handle, Ooh. in their bio, Ooh. uh, simply only post pictures <laughs> of, uh, big women, a uh, big, um, big women in graphics or real big women mm-hmm. you're you're fetishizing us in my opinion yeah because that's literally all you talk about that's all you all your pages about that's all you're about from me outside looking in because i don't know you mm-hmm. but your page is you know it's pretty much telling me what you're about so and it's not like okay so now we're getting into it so like what's the difference between preference and that person having a fetish because we're saying like these people have a fetish but like what if people say like oh i just prefer bigger women or bigger men like what's that difference you know i think you could have a a preference of who you date right Mm -hmm. we were talking about this earlier you could have a preference of who you date but i think it boils down to what you say to that person yeah um how you treat them and the things that you know the things that you bring up i don't know like i know i know completely what you're saying mm -hmm. it's like okay so you can have a preference to date tall men but sometimes you date guys that's under i mean to me guys that's under like five ten and short Mm -hmm. so sometimes you date guys that are shorter like you like tall men but you're not like 
if you not tall, you not getting talk like I'm not talking to you. Like that's that's the difference between like a preference um, and like a fetishism. I'm not saying like if you like tall guys, that's a fetish, but. Um, and then, like, I was also thinking while you was talking about, like, some people say, like, the whole argument of for light skin versus dark skin, like, if somebody like light skin people, that's a preference. And it's like, difference is, yes, you can like a light skin person and think that, that's always a taboo thing. No, but I, like, no I do think, I, I see what you're saying, though. Because, but date yeah. dark skin women or yeah. brown skin women in different shades, yeah. like, you still are open to or, possibilities or fetishizing that just made me think about fetishizing because okay you could hear certain things about light-skinned girls oh i, I like light-skinned girls because xyz because mm-hmm. they give better head because their vaginas is wetter i hear that about plus-size women mm-hmm. oh they be like oh well bbws give better head and they cook and they ride dick better they suck dick better all of that they shit pay your bills yeah too. it's like like that's a part of fetishizing, like, yeah. Because you're saying these general like stereotypes about a group of people or yeah. somebody with this specific thing. Um. So like, I, yeah, I could like, um, I could like small, like skinny man, fit man, mm-hmm. right? I could be like, oh yeah, I love, I love a guy that'd be in the gym because I do. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm. I don't know. Like, I feel like it would be me fetishizing him if I'd be like, ooh, I bet I bet you could bench me. I bet you could pick me up and throw me on the bed and uh, just, you know, do all of this. Like, say all of this crazy shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the other video I did watch, I forgot to send it to you, but she was like, she started a female fight club and she became, and she was like, her partner, her boyfriend got her into like, just bodybuilding and like she was like she was already fit she was a model but he got her into like lifting weights and then that turned her into like a bodybuilder and now she do like fight club she was like being a dominant like the dominant one like with all leather and like her boobs is out and she's like rolling and wrestling them and stuff so when <laughs> no I said I gotta see this <laughs> I watched it my mouth was open too like they pay you to wrestle them around and beat them up. Like, yes, girl. Girl, sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> she be really, like, fighting with them, though. Like, like beating their ass. Yes, like beating their ass. I'm here so, for it. Um, it was just interesting earlier when you said it's like some people can be the dominant. The feedy mm-hmm. is usually the submissive one and the other one is dominant. That made me think of that immediately because I was like, hell no. She the dominant one in a relationship, like. She's the dominant one. She was like, yeah, my husband said I can gain a hundred another hundred pounds if I want to. He was like, he does not care. He loves the way I look and how strong yeah. and big I got. So, um, yeah, it's definitely interesting to where it's like preferences are, I don't know, they're optional to me. I prefer Drake. I prefer. <laughs> Everybody else? Yes. Y'all do. Yes. Now, we was kind of, like, we was talking about preferences earlier. Like, I was telling you, like, I don't really have a certain body type that yeah. I go for. Like. I got a not my type. Yeah. But. Like, I got things that I don't like, but, you know, like, if I if I genuinely like a guy, like, I like them. And mm-hmm. it's, it's probably because our vibe is good. They funny. Um, you know, they make me feel good. Yeah. But it's and I'm attracted to them in some way, but like my boyfriends have been of all different 
skin complexions, body types, yeah. heights, professions. Like, so it's like, yeah. yeah. To me, it's like, I don't know. It's, as soon as you got me with that personality, I don't really care what you look like. Yeah, like, lows. Like, sure. the personality matters so much. Are you going to make me laugh? If you can make me laugh, then we good. Like, um, there is some things that I don't like that I wouldn't prefer. Like, I wouldn't want nobody that's shorter than me. That's a preference. But, like, how I just use Drake, it's different. I prefer Drake, but I'm not sitting in my room with the dark cutting out pictures and gluing it to the page. Or looking to, for men who look uh, like Drake. Or looking Drake likes. Yeah. Like, I'm not obsessed and fetishizing, like, Drake. Like, ooh, this is what he probably looks like mm-hmm. in the bed. Like, so it's a difference to me of, like, just, I like this versus I'm obsessed with this. Yeah. And, oh, like we were talking about earlier, having a fetish is cool. And it's okay, like, if you fetishize plus-size women or fetishize flat fat women or fat men um but you have to realize that most people don't tell other people they fetishes so it's like we feel like we are cl- like a closet secret um or we feel like you know you're not gonna really bring us out to light because um, if you go out on the street right now and be like, what's your fetish? Mm-hmm. You're not going to say that. Like, yeah. you're not going to tell no random people that. Or even sometimes your friends, you know, if you had a urine fetish, you probably wouldn't tell me. Not a urine. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you said don't associate me with that. <laughs> See? People don't want people to be, you know, associated with things they think is weird. So, yeah. if you are fetishizing, like, my body parts, is like, will you do this in public? Right. Would you take me out to Joe Muir's? Yes. Okay. A, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We yes. classy over here. Um, and, you know, flaunt me around. Like, would you really, like, post me, like... Bring me around your family, friends, like. Girl, we need. We really need to have a whole episode about different types of people who we've encountered. <laughs> the levels to that shit. <laughs> and it's like, will you stand up for me? Are you gonna? If your aunt be like, oh, you like big girls, huh? Yeah. I ain't never seen him without a big girl. Yeah. Are you gonna say something like, chill the fuck out? Cause if not, I will. And then I'll have to leave. Yeah. Um, so it's like, don't put me in a position to where I feel unprotected. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, be be realistic. Society, we're in a wave now of plus-size women, but still under the comments, like, of those videos, I will see other videos I watch for this, people be like, well, I bet you feel skinny now after watching this photo, uh, after watching this, or I will see people be like, how are they in a relationship and I'm not? Mm-hmm. And, like, just stuff like that. So you can still tell, like, so much fat phobia, um, discrimination and hate towards fat people um, that it's like, you have to be realistic. When I go out into public, like, one of the couples I sent you, they were like, yeah, we do get the seats right next to each other because if she needs extra room on the um on the plane then she can like kind of space out into my area so we can avoid any of that awkwardness and he was like we do go to amusement parks where she can fit on the rides Mm -hmm. like it's just compromising for that so 
Um, like, will you stand up for me and be there? So I think that's, like, a huge aspect of, like, yes. where that line is. Yeah, it's like, don't fucking like me in secret. Like me outwardly as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't be no closet fetish sure. <laughs> like, okay, like, if you like somebody, like, like all of them. Like mm-hmm. them openly. Don't try to hide people. Don't try to closet like people. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Who, who is that helping? Nobody. So, how do you feel about the term BBW? Like, I've been hearing girls, like, have mixed feelings. So, how do you feel about it? So, um, if it's, like, just plus-size women community using it, I'm like, okay, BBW. Um, it's okay. I've always been, like, on the fence of it, too, because mm-hmm. I feel like it, it, it does the, like, derive from, like, porn and, like, the fetish community so like i definitely think that people are using it now as like more of a mainstream word mm-hmm. um and changing what it means i think it's changing what it means now because i now i think a bbw in most people's mind now is like a bbl body t- style type not the bbl oh for real because <laughs> like even if you like look at bbw porn it's just like like straight size women and with really big booties like you kind of got to go into sbbws if you actually want like mm. bigger women i know i'm sending you on a porn like porn i'm definitely <laughs> going to look but <laughs> yeah like even it's more so just like bigger booty bigger leg women mm. not like i'm a fat woman like yeah. i don't think those people would describe themselves as fat yeah so I think the word is changing now. I still feel uncomfortable like using it just the term myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, at first, like before di- diving into social media a little more, um, I just thought BBW just meant b- big beautiful woman, mm-hmm. you know. And then hearing Drake say it, you know, it just you know it just became more popular, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. But then when I was on TikTok and I saw this girl just kind of talking about the term BBW and why she didn't like it, um, and that it came from the porn industry, um, and that it's basically strengthening the ideal of plus-size bodies being sexualized, Mm. I said, okay, well, I see where you're coming from. Um, But also, I do feel like we could, quote, reclaim words. Um, So I, I would say bbw but i wouldn't use it in a sense of sexualness mm-hmm. i would just say bbw interchangeably with plus size because big beautiful well, plus size yeah. you know so they kind of went hand in hand for me mm-hmm. but i could see why other people um would disagree yeah um and it's interesting though like even when you bring up like the drake thing like I was thinking, like, I ain't never seen Drake with, like, no BBW. Never. Like, he's not, only, not even holding hands. He's only been with, you know, the shapelier women. And if he considered, that's when people, I really feel like people start changing the idea of, like, what a BBW is. Like. Mm. Yes. A BBW not a stripper. Okay? It's not no stripper. I mean, it's some BBW strippers. It is. Shout <laughs> out to uh, Detroit Plump Playmates. Ooh. But... <laughs> But yes, I agree. And also, yeah, it's just interesting because either way, Drake's, it could be, okay, BBW, right? Big, beautiful women, beautiful black women. I've heard both. 
and Drake, you just can't use that line no more. I'm calling you out. You can't use it. Because I haven't seen you with too many black women, and I ain't seen you with fatter, too many big women. Fatter cap, nigga. Okay, fatter cap on Drake, Eddie's. What's cap, happening? Nigga. Listen, I'm going to message her. Hey, I'm going to need you to do a fatter cap on Drake, okay? Period. His baby mama, the new chick he with, neither one of them is black. Neither one, one of them is BBW. The closest he probably had to it was Serena, and we know she just a brick house. So... Serena is, like... What she fit thick. at one point she was the most athletic person in the world. Now it's like Simone Biles. Like what she in a whole nother Nah, maybe Malaya. Oh yeah, I forgot about maybe her. Malaya. She she was Malaya. She was a little a little shapely. She just shapely as fuck though. Still, but that's like, it. No stomach. <laughs> no stomach. And then like he perpetuates like the stereotypes. Like you want to eat lunch with her. You want her to suck your dick. Like. Mm. Yes. That's what you think. He that did say that. Yeah. Yeah. He did say that. He did say it that. It was all about her body. Yep. About her eating. Yep. And about fucking. Which is a, a what fetish. a lot of, It's fetish. a fetish. Yeah. So, okay, so let's make our check marks. A fetish is obsessing over your body, obsessing over you eating or gaining weight. Mm-hmm. And then the sex aspect of it, getting yes. aroused from your weight. Yes. I'm glad you remembered all three, girl, because I'm like, I hope she don't pull me in to help her name the third. <laughs> I done forgot. I'm like, hold up, girl. <laughs> Wait a second. Um, yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I could definitely see why people feel that way. Um, I just want to quickly just talk about this post that I had saw mm-hmm. um, where it was a girl who was talking about her experience on a dating app. Girl, I thought that was a text message you had. No, girl. <laughs> this this is a screenshot from somebody's dating app. So the girl, she's a plus size woman. Um, she was talking about how basically she gets a lot of uh, fetishizers that message her. So she waved at him. He said, I love my women fat. Big girls usually mean a big mouth too. And she says she just didn't respond after that. Now, I'm not even going to ask you all what was wrong with that because I hope you can hear it. But no introduction, no hellos. And I get this so often. No hellos. Just straight, just jumping into the sexual shit and stuff about my body. Like... Red flag, like, I'm not going to respond to you. At all. At all. I, I might even block you. I even had, like, somebody message me, and they was like, hey, big mama. That's shit not fucking sexy. Oh, my God. Listen. You call big mama. That's your grandma. Grandma. Yes, that's not me. Girl, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and it was from a couple. It was from a couple. Not the couple. I, not the unicorn. I want to tell you I'm so over them. Girl. Please. I can't believe. Um, so yeah, let you know. Let us know y'all thoughts about um, you know fetishism. Um, have you been fetishized? Do you feel like you have a fetish? Um, do you feel like we said something that that was, wrong. that was wrong or that you felt like no, like I just love plus size women. Like yeah. why does it have to be a fetish? Like let us know. Let's create conversation around it. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I. I have dated some men who only date plus size women. I've dated men who had a mix of different types of relationships. So, yes. 
that just made me think of something. What? Oh my god, I told I you, I told you, I realized like doing this that one person that was a situation ship. Mm-hmm. Like, I realized while literally doing this research, we have never been out in public together. So I was like, oh, like that's something that we've been out in public, but it's been like low, low key places, like a random coffee shop. Um, it's never been like, okay, we're going out for a date. And then I just had another realization that somebody else I was in a situation with, somebody told me, okay, so it was before, but they was like, yeah, I think they like you. And I'm like, nah, they probably don't. It was like, yeah, they like big girls. You know, they like them plus size. But I've never seen this person actually wife a big girl. Interesting. So you like them in secret. Yeah. How's that working for you? Um, and that wow. actually, <laughs> she said, wow, that reminded me of when I was younger. Um, I remember I was driving and this guy, he's an Arab guy, pulls up next to me. He was probably, he, we was probably around the same age. I was like 17, 18 at the time. And we text, he like, he, he asked for my number, we was texting. And then he was like, hey, you know, let's go to the movies. And I was like, well, you know, never the movies, go to the movies the never go date. to the movies on a first date. You heard it here. Okay. Fucking do Don't it, do it. Save yourself. Save yourself. So I told him, I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to do a movie because a movie is dark. We can't talk, you know, the whole time. So, you know, let's do something else. He like the point. Duh. Girl, exactly. So <laughs> that's pretty much what he said. But he really said. Girl, you lucky I even asked you to go out in the first place. Um, I really just wanted to fuck, so, you know, you can either take it or leave it, basically. So, I'm like, okay, you're not getting a response from me, so we never spoke again. But it's just to say, like, if you want to fuck with somebody, fuck with somebody. If you don't want to fuck with somebody, don't fuck with somebody. But don't fuck with people's feelings and Mm -hmm. don't, like... Make your intentions clear. Yeah. If he would have just said, you want to fuck? I would have been like, no, don't try to fucking take me on a date to fuck. Like, just say, I just want to fuck. That's manipulation. Like, yeah. Some people might be like, okay, I just want to fuck too. Let niggas know. Let people know. Let people know. Yes. Um, And it goes along with, like, consent. Like, even some of the cringy things that we talked about, like, I guess it's like, I would feel cringy about other things places that people touch me on my body too sometimes people touch me on the back i'll be like what the mm-hmm. fuck is you gonna touch me um so it's like you that person has to respect your consent as well yes. um and in situations where like they try to manipulate you into a situation like drop the fucking like drop the whole thing of oh she's plus so she's probably happy to get xed out she and plus was- I was just wondering, I wonder if he thought I was easy because I was fat. I, like, that just hit me, Natalie. Like, did he think I was easy because yeah. I'm fat? Yeah, he thought she was easy. He thought she was just, oh my God, I'm going on a date. I'm going on a date. Somebody's giving me some attention. He, low did he know, like, I had been getting attention, even though it wasn't the attention I wanted. Okay. So, I knew how to shut down attention I didn't want. Like, we yeah. know we cute, like. Like, it's not, you, you're not about to play it over here. It's not a fucking 90s movie. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> period. Um, so, yeah, so 
that wraps up our segments uh, about, you know, fat fetishism versus preference slash admirers. Um, So I guess we could go into our TTT. What is our thick twice try of the week? Uh, so I could do mine. Yeah, go. Okay, so my thick twice try of the week is actually inspired by you, Natalie. Oh, really? Yes, that beautiful solo trip you took <laughs> inspired me, right? Because I wish I could, and I will one day. One day. Um, but my try for you all is to do something by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, so fun. Yeah, spend some time with yourself. Get to know yourself more. Take yourself out on a date. Go see a movie. Go do something that you've been wanting to do. Go shopping. Just do something by yourself. Mm -hmm. It is so much power in just being alone and just getting to know yourself more. Being with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, just... Uh, you don't have to worry about anybody else. Just be. Okay, just be. Yes. Um, And that's one reason, like, I go on my picnics. I actually started them up in East Lansing. I just tell I people. did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> I started going on my picnics in East Lansing. We had a lot of water around us. And so I brought, like, coloring books. I brought, like, fill-in-the-blank journal prompts. And I would just go, especially when we lived in apartments, just go, get some lunch, have a picnic, come back home, chill. Um. I started it as, like, a self-care thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, one summer, I just got really depressed, and I gained a lot of weight that summer. And it wasn't necessarily the weight gain that bothered me. It was, like, I let myself get that depressed and didn't do anything about it. I'm, like, mm. I'm honest about my mental health. Like, is something going wrong? Like, I, and I'm a solutions person. So, if it's something going wrong, I'm going to need something to soothe me, or yeah. I'm going to find something that, to fix this problem. So... Um, I just always promised myself that, like, if I was ever feeling down, if I was ever feeling bored, like, just don't sulk. Get up and do something. Like, get mm-hmm. up and go do a picnic. Get up and go to the gym. Get up and do a four-mile walk, long walk because yes. at least you are up doing something and just being yourself and not thinking about what else is going on. So I definitely encourage it. Um, It's something that I just started out of just like a self-care level. I think everybody can do it. Um, Don't feel, I mean, it's going to be awkward. I mean, sometimes on my trip it was awkward. Like, oh, yeah, I'm here by myself. But I just got on my phone or either, like, called one of my friends. (laughs) Yeah, like, got on the phone, called one of my friends, like, and it was fine. Like, most of the time, I did, really did enjoy myself. And, of course, I miss people being around me. Like, I'm always around people. But it was like a, I didn't have to worry about any other aspect of somebody else being there, per se. Just yeah. like, are you getting dressed? Um, Things there. Like, are you... Let's go. Like, yes. how much is the bill? Like, Move on your own time. Well, yeah. Yes. So I think that's an amazing. I tell everybody to try it. My siblings even think of like, it's so weird. Like, you go to the movies by yourself. I'm the youngest of four, so like, it is weird for me to do things by myself, um, considered for my family. But I don't know. I think it's some really important self time that people need to take. So. I agree. And yeah. and that's genuine self care. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel that. Um, so my try of the week is try a new restaurant. Yes. Break out of your habit, try a new restaurant, um, and maybe a different dish. I think people get used to like... You're talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) 
And like switch it up, try something different. I think we all get used to our rotation. I don't eat fast food, so I wish I did though. Like I wish I ate McDonald's. No, but I, I, <laughs> Leave it's Garbo easy, alone. <laughs> it's easier to find. It's it's more accessible. Like sometimes it is accessible. Yeah. I'd be like, damn, I'm so hungry. It's literally nothing around me. I eat. Mm-hmm. So, um, trying something new, like just. I need to expand the amount of food I eat. So that's why I eat at so many restaurants because it's like I don't eat fast food. So I need to find other places that I can get food from. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, try a new restaurant or try a new dish from a restaurant you already go to. So if you get Thai food, don't get that plain old Pad Thai. Um, get some Pad Seagull. Your girl told you once. I was about to say, um, what? <laughs> get some Pad Seagull or the curry chicken. Um, or a curry potato or gangri. So try something different at your restaurant. Yes. Just expand. I love Indian food. Try Indian food. Try Jamaican food. Yes. Honestly, from our Juneteenth episode, um, I'm definitely going to be trying the Jamaican pot. Yes. Um, because I have never had Jamaican food, and I really want to try it. But I said you're talking to me because I go to the re- I go to a restaurant and I get the exact same things like. I rarely deviate from if I see something on the menu that I like. If I go to a burger place, it's gonna be a burger with bacon, cheese, and onion straws and okay. barbecue sauce if they got. Well, that's like a yeah. that's a good burger. That's though. a good burger, that's but a it's good what style I get burger every, every time. But like anywhere, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna take that. Try. <laughs> I'm gonna definitely take that try this week. So. I don't even know what I can eat next. I think I've seen a Filipino restaurant I may try. Mm. So, Filipino food. I've never had, had Filipino food me either. Me either. Or Vietnamese. So, if you have any recommendations, let me know. Definitely. I'm like, I wonder if uh, Faux Detroit, if that's Vietnamese. I want some Faux or some like, okay, so growing up, I ate a lot of ramen as a kid. Mm-hmm. That shit not. Not ramen. <laughs> ramen. Ramen, ramen. I say ramen. It's say okay. Ramen. We say ramen too. Um... So, I ate a lot of that growing up. And so, like, people be like, I'm ready. Yes. So, like, on a, like, a kick oh, like, bowls like, and shit. Yeah. yeah. So, like, actually eating that, what is it called? Marchum? It's the little, like, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, whatever brand that is. Like, I can't physically eat that no more. Like, the smell of it makes me nauseous. Because so, it like, smells like dust. I don't even know. <laughs> but I really want some, like, authentic, yes. good ramen. Cause in the package is Raymond. Oh, uh, some good ramen. <laughs> in the package is Raymond, but in the stores it's ramen. It's ramen. <laughs> hey, it's a it's actually a good ramen place downtown Detroit, from what I hear. So mm. I'm gonna definitely uh, give you the name to that one when I can look it up. I'm hungry. <laughs> well, we gonna let Natalie go get some lunch, and uh, I'm gonna get me a good workout in. So thank y'all for being here for this episode. Thank you. This is officially our fourth episode we wow. making it happen come we on really in thick this. twice podcast okay thick twice getting nice yeah <laughs> period gotta say it twice wow <laughs> well thank y'all for being here <laughs> and i hope to see y'all next time um definitely uh make sure you subscribe to our youtube um and also uh follow us on instagram leave a comment um, under um our spotify make sure you like Leave a comment. Tell a friend. Yes. Um, yes, we have some fun stuff. Tell a 
Tell your fat friends. Yes. We can have fat friend discussions. Definitely. <laughs> and this possible party we might throw too. It's a possible party <laughs> we're going to throw. Yes. So be on the lookout for that. <laughs> um, but we will see y'all next time. Chrissy and Lee okay. signing out. <laughs>